Hey guys, welcome back to Bold and Beautiful Movie Talks, the podcast where Andrew and I talk about movies in neither a bold nor a beautiful fashion. Today, we have another special guest who you guys are familiar with now. Um, I call him brother, you call him Brandon. Brandon Mercado. Other brother. Addy. Um, Andrew, why don't you tell us uh, the movie that they're going to be listening to us mm-hmm. record? Tell us. Tell us. At Ashra, um, Brandon, you want to roll this intro, the intro music? All right, so right off the bat, let's give a quick synopsis. So, astronaut Roy McBride, a.k.a. Brad Pitt, undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father, Tommy Lee Jones, who was also an astronaut and did his whole big thing, um, and his doomed expedition that now, 30 years later, threatens the universe. So Brad Pitt is seeking to find out undiscovered truth about Tommy Lee Jones, his dad, his old space mission and stuff. So real quick. It's called the Lima Project. Okay. Yeah. So, real quick, um, what were your opinions before seeing it? We'll just go around. Look really good. I mean, anything with Brad Pitt seems pretty solid. I mean, we just did Once Upon a Time, right? Perfectly solid. So, yeah. What do you think? I was stoked. I love space. Uh, anything high quality is cool. Brad Pitt, solid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to it. If you like space movies, you're probably going to be into it. If you like Brad Pitt, you'll probably be into it. If you like both of those things, this is your movie. Um, and Tommy Lee Jones. Always, Tommy Lee Jones. He's always been a good actor. Fantastic. So the big thing for me is is when there's been such a huge accessor, like a big blockbuster like Interstellar was, and how that was just, for me, an amazing movie, and that was so big, and it's referenced, all that kind of stuff. When there's another movie that seems like it's similar, you kind of tend to compare it. Right, so like if there's a big Western movie, you just look at the last big Western movie, and then you compare whatever the new one is to whatever the big last one is, right? All so, the space movies. Right. Okay. So as far as this goes, there's not many big epic space movies that are like well known. You know, like Apollo Eleven was a kind of a big ish one, but no one really knows that one. So there's like Space Cowboys, which also had Tommy Lee Jones, right? Mm-hmm. There's actually him and two other people from the cast. That were from Space Cowboys. Oh, really? Yeah. So Tom Lee Jones and who else? Uh, Donald Sutherland, who plays the... Kiefer Sutherland's dad. He's, he's, he's also the um, really? the villain in Hunger Games. And then uh, oh, okay. Lauren Dean wow. um, is another character that was in Space Cowboys. And I think this is a movie... Laura Dern? Laura Dean. It's a guy. Oh, Lauren okay. Dean. Oh, yeah, I believe Lauren that's Dean. it. So I was looking through the trivia and it said that they are all together in Space Cowboys together. Well, there Have you, you seen Space Cowboys? Good movie. I saw it a while ago. I think I haven't seen it in a while. Good movie. What's the... Oh, we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Another podcast. Next week, yeah. All right, so next, let's go into rating. So real quick, I'll probably give it... Probably like a six. So a lower six? lower than Peanut Butter Falcon? How are you, you going to compare those things? But... Um, I think lower. Because yeah. I can see Peanut Butter Falcon again. I don't think I could see this again. Yeah, I couldn't see it. I fell asleep both times. But. That's right. Okay, so you saw it twice. I saw it twice. Brandon and I saw it once. <laughs> Brandon's shaking his head. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So I think he he woke six. me up twice in the last one. <laughs> Four times, dude. It's snoring in the theater. Well, they're traveling in space. I mean, there's not much going on sometimes. 
Okay. So, if you don't like space movies, I don't know. I won't get into it. Yeah, so I think it's a six. Um, I like Brad Pitt, so I think he did great. I just think the pacing of the movie kind of killed it for me. Is it a slow burn? Yeah. What is a slow burn? I always hear that slow burn. Well, slow burn is usually like if something isn't good, it just slowly bleeds its way there. Mm. Whereas this was more like, it wasn't a bad movie, so it didn't have a negative ending. I don't think it was bad, it was slow, but also it's space, so it being slow kind of makes sense. But Interstellar wasn't slow at all. Interstellar had more action. Which this one actually there was has more. a lot more story to it. What do you think, Brent? Well, Interstellar is more of like a mind bender. It's kind of like, what yeah, the heck point. is going oh, on? This is that's crazy. a Christopher Nolan movie, though. Yeah, like, what is going on? This is insane. Versus Ad Astro's like, you know exactly what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, mapping. I thought it was great. I'd give it an 8. Solid 8, maybe 8.5. Because, like, this is something that I could see happening in the future, potentially. And I was like, it seemed realistic to me and really well shot. Well acted. I think it was cast perfectly. And I like the pacing. I thought it was interesting. You kind of see the story. It's not all just bang, bang, bang. It's kind of like you could oh, see yeah. the process. That was really cool. Um, I thought it was great. Could you see it again? i definitely see it again. Would you buy it? I don't like buying movies. movies. Yeah, I don't buy movies. People don't buy movies nowadays. Just I always ask, you. like, if you rent it or buy it. I'm the only one that uses Redbox. Would you stream it? Yeah. Would you stream it? Absolutely. Um... I did like Peanut Butter Falcon more because I didn't fall asleep. Um, but then again, you also saw this twice. I did. Well, the first time I saw it was late, and I fell asleep for like most of the movie. Oh man, it's so um, <laughs> yeah, but it's a good movie. There's good music, which I think we get into that yeah. that may put me to sleep. Mm. But um, I give it like a. <sighs> you had all this time. At all this time, think about it. my rating of Brandon's rating. What's your rating? What's your gut instinct? Five. Whoa, lower than mine. Wow. I can't give it more than Peanut Butter Falcon. I don't want to give it a 6.5 because that's like, you know, we're not giving point fives. Right. Well, I would give, give it a 6.5. But... Okay, well, the, the funny thing to me is that you texted us after you saw it the first time. You said, Astra is amazing. I think it's better than Interstellar. You know what? I thought it was amazing like, until I watched the second four. time and I fell asleep again. Like, so like, oh, it wasn't that it was late. It was just I don't think I don't like it. Give it a six point five. Yeah. So I gave it a six. You gave it eight point five. You gave it a six point five. Because I don't like it as much as Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. Yeah. All right. If we're putting point fives in there, that might be cheating. As long as we don't put quarters in there. Point two five. Point five. Point seven five. Yeah, that, that's all. Play for keeps. Right. Okay. So real quick. Uh, how does the title fit, and how do you like it as a title? Ad Astra. So it means to the stars. Mm -hmm. In Latin. In Latin. Um, yeah, I mean, this, you know, I mean, it's kind of straightforward. It also, like, one of the first scenes, it gives you that definition, right? That opening sequence seemed really cool. Oh, oh I, I, that I, was really I, cool. I read a trivia from the opening sequence, and there's something weird that sounds at the beginning. Like someone's talking, uh. and it said it's actually Tom Lee Jones saying "I love you, son," but recorded fast. Huh. Yeah. So that's that's there's. I remember I heard at the beginning some weird talking or something happening. But what do you think? You like opening sequences. How did you like the, the opening sequence for it? 
Yeah, I mean, you're just supposed to captivate your audience right away. So either eye candy or something cool or gets you right into the story right away so you care about something right away. Um, this one was very, like, there's no story yet. It's just, like, a mission that kind of goes wrong. And then the cool part was you see how cool and collected Brad Pitt was. Well, um, the, the opening sequence when he's working on the space antenna or something like that. Yeah. And he... And then every there's a power surge, and everybody falls, but he keeps his uh, cool. BPM, keeps his heart rate low, so he doesn't die. Yeah, when because he was free falling, and as he was free falling, I was like, okay, like is this a dream? Because I don't see a shoot, and then he pulls the shoot, like, oh, okay, there's a shoot. Right. I was wondering if there was going to be a shoot or not. I mean, the first time I saw it, I didn't see how he saved himself. I was assuming it was a parachute, but. Funny thing is that, I mean, they're already assuming that there's these kind of jobs where if you fall, you're protected. So it's kind of, okay, well, he doesn't have to be as scared as he was just because he has a shoot. He was so calm that he thought about turning off the power on his part of the of the thing. How do you explain where he was at, the thing he was on? Yeah, it was like a big antenna. Like an antenna in the air. Yeah. Well, it's on an antenna. It's like a satellite thing? Satellite, okay. satellite, yeah. And he turned off the power on his so he doesn't get shocked. Mm -hmm. And he was like smart enough to be calm and do that in the situation where everybody's falling down, dying right. at the beginning. Well, well again, they're falling. They're they falling. shoot though. Some of them are not pulling it though. Cause they're, they're free falling. Well, you can't camp. pull it high enough. You can't pull it that high. Well, also they were not stabilizing themselves enough to pull the parachute. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're just flailing as they he were, was, and then he found were, his, well, he was too. But the fact that he, he kept his, his heart rate was the reason why. So he's like this straight arrow astronaut, you know, doesn't talk to anybody, just does his job mm. in space, like, and like zones out. And they choose him for a mission to go save his dad or to get his dad on, uh, I believe it's Pluto. Pluto Neptune. 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 Okay. Well, okay, well, that was, that was a pretty good bridge into the actor section, but real quick, do you like the title? Oh, that was great. Yeah, I think it sounds cool. I don't like I don't like how when there's the title comes into play in the movie in an obvious, cheesy way. Oh, yeah. I don't like when that. they say it? Yeah. Like, like when Rogue One, I think, well, I mean, I think Rogue One's a cool title, but then when they had that moment of like, what's the name of your ship? Rogue One. And it's like, ah, oh, that's the title. Dude. It's like, they could, yeah, they, have, they could have just been like, I'm Rogue One. Like, oh, I didn't realize they... Yeah, it's like a subtle layer cheese dip, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm assuming you like the title. Uh, so I guess as far as actors, I think I think it's cool um, that Brad Pitt did such a great job. I think it worked out in his favor because a lot of, I mean, most, I, I can almost say every movie is shot out of sequence. So in terms of this, since he's kind of monotone almost the whole time, I mean, towards the end of the movie, he has the emotional, right. kind of has that kind of breakdown. But even then, it's in a cool, collected way, which is funny. Um, he's very quick to like, okay, let me calm down. And he knows what he has to do to pass tests and stuff. So I think what's cool is that he was able to really just work on that. The same kind of monotone performance the whole movie. you know. And just so, I don't know if you know, but he narrates the whole movie. Right. So I don't know if that would bother you. But he does narrate it and he talks to other people. So it's not like he doesn't talk to other people. I would say 90% of it is him narrating and talking to himself about Everything. Oh, I just forgot Liv Tyler. Who's that? His girlfriend that 
uh, leaves and she doesn't, there's like no talking. Where's she from? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Rings. She plays Aragorn's uh, Bay. Aragorn's She's got a lot of movies. Yeah. That's just her best one. Was the astronaut movie with Ben Affleck? What? Astronaut movie with Ben Affleck? Um, I think it's not really. Oh, like, um, that came out years ago, right? Like, going to that comet. Up below the comet or something, so I Armageddon. 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 Oh, I like that. That was cool. So, yeah, so as far as actors, and then you have Tommy Lee Jones, who it's from Men in Black. He's, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of stage time, he's more just referenced a lot. He's kind of a focal well, he's point. In, he's, he's, the focal the, point. he's in the end, so right, he's not in a lot, though. Yeah, no, yeah, so he comes that. in at the end. Um, that whole encounter. Was weird because they established early on that Brad Pitt never really had much of a good relationship with his father because his father was just gone. Well, why would he become an astronaut if he didn't like his father? I guess he did like his it just father. Mer- it just matched his personality. Well, the other thing he too is uh, they make Tommy Lee Jones a very popular astronaut superstar. Mm-hmm. And so whenever they say McBride, because he's Roy McBride and his right. dad is Clifford McBride, which is Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're we're in a we're in a space shuttle with a legend, right? So yeah, you have Tommy Lee Jones. You know, he's on Men in Black, No Country for Old Men, yeah. Lincoln. Um, yeah, yeah. There's Ruth Naga. She's the one that helps him get onto the ship. So she's the Martian. Huh? She was the Martian. Oh, she lived there. She was yeah. born on. Mars. That was a cool thing. Where well, I mean, I mean, which I think works on your not your favorite, but. I like it because you liked it. Um, the uh, how it's realistic, yeah, and how we're already talking about hey, within like ten years, within twenty years, we're gonna populate Mars in our lifetime, and how you can already kind of think, wow, if there's someone that's gonna be born on Mars, then they're not even gonna have any like affiliation on Earth besides her parents or whatever, like or he, whatever. That person will not have really any genetic. Well, no, if they're whatever, they'll be fully Martian. They'll be like the first Martians. And that's going to be something that's going to be in our lifetime, very feasible. I think, oh, I think that's cool. Yeah. And when you see, like, oh, that's weird, but then, like, wow, that's actually, like... And the and the fact that going to the moon is so commercialized yeah. on this movie, it's like going to North California or something, uh-huh. taking a plane. For the, And here he goes to the moon, and it's like everybody's taking pictures, and he's like, he's just looking at them, like, kind of in disgust, in a way. He looks at everybody, or he's like, if my dad was here, he would burn all down. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, but Ruth Nega plays the Helen Lantos. She's the one that helps them get onto the ship. So She's in her for like 10 minutes. Yeah, but she helps him get to um, the ship where he's going to see his dad. He kind of, what is it called when you get on a ship and you're pirated? Or it's called, uh, he, he maroons? What is it called when you go on somebody's vessel and he's not supposed to be there? Commandeer? He, I don't know. He gets on there and they try to they try to kill him and then he ends up killing everybody. Yeah, that was and, cool. And because they they're told by higher ups that they have to neutralize him and kill him. Right. That was funny that he ended up killing his whole crew, mm-hmm. and then that's the same thing his dad did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right after he learned that that's what he did. Yeah. I was so, like, oh shoot, that's the, crazy. Yeah. So we didn't mention, but Tommy Lee Jones. It was in the same. Sorry, it was in the same exact way too. Pretty much. They wanted to. Stop the mission. Right. He wanted to bring it forward. It was like the same exact reason. Right. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. The parallel between his dad and him killing yeah. their own crew. So the dad, uh, 
uh, Brad Pitt's going on this journey, and then he realizes from Ruth Nega that uh, his dad killed everybody on his mission, the Lima Project, because they wanted to leave. And and Tommy Lee Jones was so crazy set on finding their life. mission, yeah. finding life over there. And in killing everybody, he also killed um, this Helen Lantos, this, uh, the Martian child or lady. Right, her parents. Uh, her parents. Right. And, and everybody else. So he finds out that they put Tommy Lee Jones as a superstar astronaut to cover up the fact that he is a rogue astronaut mm-hmm. on another planet trying to figure out something that might not happen. And they're also going there because of the surges. That's the main thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, is that that mission, or at least the ship or whatever, is causing these surges that's affecting Earth. And so it's jeopardizing some stuff or some and, technology. And it's killing a lot of people on Earth. Oh, yeah. And that's the reason why Brad Pitt fell off the satellite right, at the beginning, the because it was a surge. So he's going there to get his dad, but then he finds out that they want to get rid of his dad too so yeah all right so next andrew what is the best scene for you or your favorite scene and in the movie i'm just kidding uh no i liked i liked the scene hey i laughed and that's all that matters right yeah no one laughed um i like the scene where they're going from one space station on the moon to another one and there's a lot of like uh pirates there's a lot of pirates and they're they're on the little Humvee or whatever, yeah. And they get shot at, and they have to shoot back. Those guns sounded funny. Yeah, it was really interesting and kind of made me think of Halo a little bit, like yeah, how, it was how a battle on yeah. Halo would go. And I just I didn't expect there to be that much action in this movie. I thought that was a good amount of action. That might have been the pivotal point of the action. Actually, no, there's other stuff like the monkey and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. but I thought that was just a really cool scene because uh, of the action and um, just how they went about that and then it being quiet so them having to play around with the sound in order to show like when you know what I mean yeah like when someone gets shot or someone gets bumped into like sounds different when you're in space so yeah I really like that scene that was my favorite yeah I'm curious how they did the sound or how the sound designer kind of thought about that well i think the thing that i thought about is like someone told me okay in star wars everything's loud in space but that's not how space really sounds like they're also not trying to be accurate yeah so what was your favorite scene jim uh mine's opening i just think it was the most exciting and it was the most like gripping and it's most impressive because he's keeping it's cool and that was like worst case scenario keep your cool and he did that and also been skydiving it was cool to see that perspective, like, what if you start skydiving from, like, beyond, like, in space, going into the Earth's atmosphere, and then pulling your shoot there. That was cool. Like, that's the next thing oh, I he waited on purpose, because he had to wait. But you, you, you can't deploy it too early, because the atmosphere will, like, destroy it. it like, no entering space. Yeah, entering the atmosphere will, like, destroy it. Good point. Um, you have to wait until, yeah, you have to wait until you're a certain latitude. Something like that. So that's mine. Red fruit. <laughs> I liked, I liked that whole, it's kind of like the long scene when he finds his dad and you get that first shot of Neptune. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was the trail. Wow. 
that would be crazy to be in that moment. Like, wow, here's Neptune. Here's the shit just floating in space. Like, that's just crazy. I thought that was cool. That and the whole interaction with his dad was interesting. Well, uh, when he goes to his dad and his dad's like, they yeah. tried they tried to leave, but I couldn't let him. I have to go on with the mission. He's like, my dad's freaking crazy, bro. Yeah. And then, <laughs> He's like, what do I do? And he stays calm even with his dad. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting, the, the calmness, because he kind of like wrestles with that because he's trying to like have emotions with people and not be all about the mission like his dad was. Right. And so he had to literally let go of his dad and metaphorically let go of his dad and then decide to that he wants to have a good relationship with that girl and he doesn't want to be like his dad. Yeah. And and the and the way he did. So I thought that was interesting how he So at the at the end he tries to save or tries to take the dad back and the dad agrees. He's like, Dad, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, and then his dad decides like. And then it's like, nope. And then he tries to get away. Right. I mean, if you think about it. Or he tries to kill himself, essentially. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's. If you think about it, if you dedicate your whole life by yourself with no communication to one mission, and that's all you know for 30 years, like, that's hard to let go when you have that drive. Because you don't have any purpose. And basically, yeah, that that's become it, your purpose. It kind of makes you think of there's a Shawshank Redemption when there's that older guy that works in the library, and then he gets released from prison. Oh, and right. He doesn't have any purpose or anything like anything set up, so he's not he, he doesn't have a purpose, and he ends up killing himself. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me think of that scene from that movie. So it kind of makes sense. I thought it made sense. Yeah, yeah. And then because I was honestly surprised that he was going along with them. I was surprised yeah. that God agreed. But yeah. then they didn't try and kill him or something. That's what I thought too. I wouldn't start something crazy. The dad would try to kill. Yeah. yeah. At that point, spending thirty years by yourself. Did he respond he to the like. message? Because I know because so Brad Pitt goes to Mars to send a message oh, to his dad. Right. And then they send the message, and then they don't tell him anything. And I think it's because the dad responded that they don't need him anymore. Right. Right. So well, it's not that they don't need him. It's that he's not fit. He's not emotionally fit for the mission. Because he starts Cause having these emotional well, reactions. That was their excuse. And the plan all along was just to use them to get in contact. But once they got so in contact, they're just going to cut them. They're gonna, anyway. They were going to bomb it. Uh, they were going to bomb it. Sense. That's what, that, the, yeah, the rocket it. ship that he oh, commandeered, he was going to bomb, had uh, explosives on it. Okay. So that one oh, right. Martian girl, uh, Helen, told him that there's bombs on this. So they planned to bomb it. I thought what was weird is how easily accessible Brad Pitt was able to get into the rocket. Yeah, barely. The the rocket was about to take off. Right, but how is there a hatch that you can open yourself? I thought about that the second time that he got into the rocket really easily. I'm thinking there... Well, I mean, if you think it through, I guess, he's talking to the main chick that runs the whole operation, so she's going to all the ins and outs and all that kind of stuff. That's what I thought of. But it was rushed. But it's not like you have that much time to expand all that stuff anyway. You didn't have that much time to get there. So, yeah. It made sense to me, but it did seem a little stretchy, like, if you didn't think about it. Especially considering the time frame. He was going to go home until she showed him the video of the dad killing everybody in the mutiny to go back. show him killing everybody. Well, she showed a video of the dad. He admitted it. He admitted that he killed the rest of the crew. Right. Because they wanted to leave. Yeah. So put the burden on Brad Pitt or on uh, Roy McBride that because he was okay. He seemed like he was okay going home at that point until she showed him the video. Or showed him the video of the the fact that the dad he wasn't okay with it because if he wanted to go and yeah. they canceled him because he said that 
because of Motion threw off. I don't know why they would even choose him if he's the son. Because he's the one that would be able to get in contact. Oh, get in contact. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, as far as best scenes, I think that kind of sums it up. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about the director a little bit? Yeah, the gem. Okay. The director is James Gray. So he did The Immigrant, The Lost City of Z, uh, We Own the Night. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. It's cool. We own the nights with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, man. Oh, cool. Joaquin Phoenix. Anyways, um, I've never seen any of these movies. Have you seen Lost City Z or We Own the Night? I saw We Own the Night. What, cool. what is that? It's a cop it? movie. It's like a corrupt cop. No, good cops. Mark Wahlberg, even He has a corrupt brother who's Joaquin Phoenix, and he tries to infiltrate the thing. So he wrote and directed all, all these movies. Oh, okay. That's cool. He also um, He also wrote this movie. At Estra. So, yeah. He's done a... And then he... I guess he worked with Brad... He actually was supposed to do The Lost City of Z with Brad Pitt, but then Brad Brad Pitt did something else with a scheduling conflict or something. Um, Yeah. I think he did fairly well as a director. It was probably his biggest movie. Yeah. Look with the biggest actor. I just think the fact that Brad Pitt was just talking to himself the whole movie, the entire movie, and like narrating everything. Yeah. I don't know. It just takes a certain actor to you wanting to listen to them talk to themselves, you know. Well, a lot of actors don't even listen to themselves. They'll just have the they'll they'll just have the the director tell them like, "Is that good? Cool. Cut next." Mm. A lot of actors don't even watch their own movies, which makes sense, right? A lot of people don't like seeing themselves on camera. So even if it's your job, it's like you still, you know, you know. I mean, like, like a musician, you're not going to want to listen to your own song, listen to your own voice singing your own song, watch your own performance in a concert or something like that. So like, that makes sense. Well, because with you, even with you, like with music, you don't like, sometimes you don't like hearing yourself. Right. Or something. Yeah. Which, I know it's what you said, but I'm just bringing up another Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, same concept though. Um the director said that this will be the most realistic depiction of space travel that's been put in a movie. So that's like sense. where you said it's realistic. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. And I think that's why I fell asleep because it was just really realistic. Um, yeah, he said Avengers. it's sort of like... Huh? <laughs> it wasn't Avengers or whatever. He said it's sort of like if you got Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now and 2001 in a giant mashup and put a little... I don't know what this is in it, but yeah. Splenda. Splenda. Whiskey. Cool. Music? Yeah. Or anything else You want to say about that? Um, no. I mean, I mentioned what he's done. I feel like he did well. I think I think when you have a good cast or good actors, um, the director has maybe a slightly easier job. Because they're more experienced. But if when he, it's he could, one actor, though, he only oh yes, has, that's a, makes it harder, though. I think a lot of people have said it's like a standalone. It's a standalone acting. He's like running the show. Basically, yeah. Him. There's no secondary characters throughout. I mean, there's there are, Donald there's... Sutherland, who was in uh, Hunger Games, President Snow. But he is only with him because he tells him about his dad and how he worked with his dad before. And then he goes and kill, dies. He goes and dies, yeah. No, he doesn't die. I don't know if he dies or not. That was supposed to be a joke, but... Was it? It's a slow burn like this movie. 
All right, so music speaking, uh, the composer is Max Richter. Um, his biggest film is Shutter Island. He did um, The Crown, the popular Have you seen film. that? I haven't seen it. Sure. Yeah, really? Shutter Island? No. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, it's with Leo Di- Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Right? Leo Dio. Leo Dio. Yeah, so I think musically this was really cool. Um, it's hard not to compare it to Interstellar, right? So I did, speaking, though. Because Interstellar's music is, like, fantastic. Uh, and again, with me, you know I love themes, so this movie didn't really have any themes that reoccurred, um, but it was great music, though. It's just, it wasn't something melodic that you can take away, whereas if you, like if someone were to have played me some song from Interstellar, it has a feel and has a certain sound based on these selected instruments that they chose to use, they'd be like, oh, okay, this sounds like this movie, whereas this one, it's pr- it, there's a pretty big range so it's not very identifiable. Huh? I do. I can't even remember the music, to be honest. I remember, well, maybe because I fell asleep. But <laughs> I remember the music. And it sound, did it sound similar to Interstellar to you? Or was it, you're saying it's not? Not really. Because Interstellar was like kind of organ heavy and like weird effects on guitars, which was cool. This one was more like techno orchestra kind of thing. I, I did get the, I think my favorite one was when they, when he, commandeers the the rocket that uh-huh. the people are on he ends up killing them yeah when they're trying to kill him and they're taking off i like that music it was kind of like a like like taking off that's what you mean by yeah techno, there was right yeah no there was really cool stuff it's just when it comes to big movies like this it's hit or miss you can either have great themes and will work or maybe themes will make it too cheesy um but if they're cheesy themes i don't know if themes work since he's doing all the acting you know like he, you know what I mean? Or no? Well, it's just music. It depends. It depends on if it's needed. Um, Hans Zimmer, who's my favorite composer, he's in a lot of big movies. He was saying that sometimes a director will say, hey, I want music for this scene. And he'll just be like, okay, well, it doesn't need music. So it's knowing when to not put music in is a vital, mm-hmm. I guess, job to, to being a composer. So when it comes like to a movie like this, I would have loved themes just because I'm just thinking of things musically. But... In terms of storytelling, I mean, it could have helped. Who knows? I don't know. But that's just something that was lacking for me is that there so, wasn't. So which one did you like more, Interstellar? This way one? more Interstellar. Because okay. there were themes, and it was just a lot more diverse. And I don't know. It's just very yeah. it was a lot I more gripping. Do you remember the music from Interstellar? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, great soundtrack. It has things, I love that It has movie. things that you can just listen to. So, so a song called Cornfield Maze is famous among like compositions and stuff, especially like soundtracks. And that's just a standalone song you can literally play and then just enjoy it. Whereas this, it's, it'd be more like each song would be like 10 minutes and it would have to take a long time to develop, stuff like that. You know, or like Interception has, what is that song called? Either way, but there's a song and it's like known as like a standalone song. It's called Time. Uh, it stands alone. Like you can listen to it as whatever, and I'll just use like playing a song. Whereas this is more like super soundtrack based. So, yeah. So that's that's it on music. All right. So approaching the home stretch of this, Brandon, what do you feel about the ending? How do you feel about the ending? I liked it. I thought it was great. It made sense to me. It was cool. You know, it kind of tied up all loose ends and yeah, kind of dealt with his inner issues and closure. Yeah, got closure and you know he got closure with his dad and. With himself, I guess, and mm-hmm. he kind of is going towards the path of kind of being a normal person, uh, pursuing that relationship again. So it kind of turned out 
good for everybody. He comes back a hero, you know. And then he gets back with the Luke Tyler, right? His girlfriend. Oh, that was cool. Wife. See, I think I think that that point's funny. Not, not the the girlfriend one, but though is that he has his revelation, he has his closure, and then he spends all this time going back by himself. Which right. isn't that like how long was that travel? Like twelve years or. No, wasn't that long? No, wasn't that long. The travel to his dad was long. Right, he was having a hard time with it. it was like, but that was from Mars, though. It was from He's Mars. He's from Neptune to Earth now. Yeah. Straight, straight shot. Right, they didn't even show. Actually, they did show that. That's when I fell asleep. Yeah, he started. He started losing it. Right, that was when he started losing it, no, or he, started losing he, it on the way he there. Lost it from the way from Mars to Neptune. Okay, it was like eighty hours or something, or eighty days. Something. Yeah, it wasn't like eighty hours. I remember was the, like the trip home was like a few months. Maybe a year. Okay, it was like a few months. I think two months yeah. from Neptune was like seventy something days, and he started tripping out because right. Which I was thinking, why isn't well, he, he going have into closure either? Why isn't he going into hypersleep or to sleep? Like the other people went into sleep. Like, right. There, I think they have that, like like cryo sleep or whatever, kind of like on Interstellar. They have that? On the yeah. yeah. It, at one point in the movie, the the people that he took the ship from, yeah. the rocket from, and killed them, they were. In these little pod things, sleeping, mm-hmm. and he wasn't asleep. Well, That's that was weird. when he was with when he was with them about to that? the moon. Sleeping Actually, boy, boy, yeah. I forgot. How, uh, I don't know. He when he was with them from the moon to Mars. No, yeah, the moon to Mars. They were asleep in those little. Oh, pod okay. Kind of like on Interstellar, where they go in, like they go to sleep for a while. I was wondering why he didn't go to sleep, and all he would do is rewatch the video with like Liv Tyler, his saying like. Oh, you've been distant lately. I don't know what's up. And then his dad saying like, "Hey, son," like he's been watching the videos of his dad and her like over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Whole cryo sleep thing is weird. If you have a mission, it makes sense. But if not, like, I mean, if you're like, traveling eighty days, right? yeah, eighty days. But then when he wakes up, he's in the same spot he was in when he when he fell asleep at the beginning of his whole like going crazy delirious which i thought was interesting you know, you know what i'm talking about also i can't remember that. um that's crazy though but you're saying it's crazy the fact that he went from neptune to earth on his by himself without his dad right or anyone or any communication oh i, I didn't make a comment about that oh. but like i just think like when you say okay this is how i want to be i'm a changed man like Oh, that's awesome. I'm just thinking, like, imagine, like, since he was kind of losing on the way to Neptune, I was thinking, like, imagine if you had that mindset, and the time you get to Earth, you're crazy again, and then... Well, it's... I also gave you a lot done in the process with what you just went through. Yeah. Though I don't know how long that takes, though. Well, and for him, it makes sense, because he's that person who, like, can spend eternity by himself. So we already talked about the ending, so he tries to save his dad, and then his dad um, tries to take off into space, because... The dad doesn't really have any options. If he goes back, they're gonna he's going to jail because he killed all these people, right? Well he knew he was gonna die when he took off. Oh, okay. Like he's he knows he's gonna die. Well, he when, the, when, the, when the dad was gonna detether off of the a Brad Pitt, right, Tommy Lee Jones, he knew that he was just gonna drift off in his space, right. which I read a uh, a fun trivia fact that in space cowboys he also dies alone in space as well. Hmm. Doesn't he die alone in space? Uh, no, I can't yeah. remember. Um, so, and then Brad Pitt tries to save him, and, and then Tommy Lee Jones is like, just let me go. Because he has no purpose, right? He has no purpose. Well, he has a purpose. And also, just... I'm pretty sure he would be in trouble. Like, 
They would imprison him, right? Or at least it just wouldn't be a life he wants to live. A live after a prefer- it'll be after- a life of a lie because everybody thinks that he's a superstar. No, but not even that. Though. Imagine your mental state. Imagine Tommy Lee Jones's mental state: spending thirty years by yourself, seek looking for life. That was that was the whole point of the of the project. Kill right? all of his friends. Well, he doesn't care about that, right? He cared about the mission. Yeah, and basically the mission was over because he planted that bomb in his station. Oh yeah, Brad and he's taking off. Bomb. And he's like, well, this is my life. I'm going to figure out what it's like on the surface. I think that's something he kind of mentioned. Right. And then he just decided to tether off and then just die that way. It makes sense, though. I mean, if he, at this point, the whole purpose of the pro- of Project Lima's, Lima's, whatever, was to find life. And he hadn't found life yet. And he's so like, he was going to keep going and right. kill them. But if he's like, hey, after 30 years, and it's not really what enters a bomb already planted, there's no point I'm going to die or whatever. So Brad Pitt uses the bomb that the other crew that he killed were going to use to destroy the Lima project. Right. After he gets his dad out and starts to bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then they get into a feud and the dad takes off in the space and Brad Pitt goes home. Well, Brad Pitt lets him go. Let's him go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's telling him to let him go. Oh. You know, what's really cool when he, uh, Brad Pitt, which I didn't even I forgot about the scene when he goes to his ship after he, he tethers of the dad, he goes through those rocks and he gets the, that door oh, that yeah. through. Shield thing, he gets yeah. like the, the piece of the this other ship or something and goes through this like meteor yeah. shower, meteor like ring belt, yeah. belt cool. around Neptune to I get to his that. ship. Yeah. That was really cool. I, I was surprised he cool. made that. I think realistically he probably wouldn't have made yeah, that. Yeah, a straight shot. You're just like, all right, let's hope meteor doesn't set me off course and perfect straight. So that was, yeah. Asteroid rocks or whatever. But Asteroid I think, uh, yeah, like you said, the ending was pretty good because I had some closure with him and his dad. Um, and I, I was also surprised that the dad even went with him and didn't fight him to stay. Mm-hmm. Well, he did, but... He but did. I, Brad Pitt has such a, like, a like a genuine look on his face and, like, to his personality in this movie. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking to his dad, he's like, Dad, it's over. And it's the son telling him, he's like, we got to go. And then he starts, like, put helping the dad get dressed. Yeah, the right, yeah. The only time you see emotion in the movie is when he's talking to his dad. Remember, he's reading that script at that Mars base. He's oh, like, yeah. screw the script. I'm just going to say what, you know, yeah. contact on my mind. And then after that, that's when, he, that's when his dad contacted him. But that was good. I really liked it. Cool. Wrap yeah. it up. It was a good movie. I think um, if you like space, it'll be an even better movie or space movies. I think you have to like space. Um, what do you think? Do you think they have to enough like space burn? Yeah. I mean, space, and if you're interested in like adventure, um, space voyage travel type thing. Yeah. So you, gotta be, you gotta be interested in like the story. Very. That's what someone told me. I think it was very story driven. I think maybe interstellar. It's a very interstellar simple story. More, yeah, interstellar is more like you have to figure it out. And there's interstellar is story driven. Oh, okay. This one's more like we have the story. We have all the story right away. And how it's gonna play out? Yeah, there's not really gonna be any twists and turns. Except the space monkey was that threw me off. Oh, the scene? I was like, wait, so the monkeys are like space? And I was like, oh, they're they were, it was, I was so like pissed. I was like, on, no, like these are the this is the life that Tommy um, Jones found and then from the monkeys? From, yeah. the, from the moon to Mars when 
Brad Pitt was with this crew that he eventually kills later. The main guy, the captain, decides to be a hero and stops. I like that guy. He was a cool character. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, he was funny. Like, right? He was kind of like the like your your fun, you know, uh, airline captain guy. Yeah, he's, he's like, like really like got like that back. back. Yeah, he's got the radio voice. Take your pills. Mm. You know, and he was really, it was kind of, it was nice. It was like, I like him. he was a cool character, but they, when they, when they were, they were responding to a distress call and right. in doing so he goes, uh, Brad Pitt goes with the captain and the captain gets his arm, his hand chewed off and his face chewed on yeah. by a monkeys. monkey that was on the ship. What is the term? They were like some experiment. Yeah. Like experiments, primates or something like that. It was a, it was a pretty big monkey. And then, um, he gets out of there, and that guy dies. Yeah, yeah. You said the whole. Well, how did the monkey thing throw you off? It was just weird because they were like, "Hey, this can." Well, my whole mindset. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones's mission was to find life, so I'm thinking, okay, like here's a monkey. It's breathing space air because they're all have their helmets on. Let's wait. No, he didn't need his helmet on, right? Because it was already compressed air. So I was thinking, mm. like, okay, here's a monkey. He's like a space monkey. Who knows how he got there? And he can totally breathe air without needing a helmet. I was like, wait, no, they're floating, so they're in condensed air. And mm. blah, blah. I thought it was cool that they talked about how, like, the Swedish, that was, like, a Swedish ship, and, like, they're out oh, there really? researching for, like, they're doing, like, medical research. Like, they're on that comet or something. Like, that's why they were out there. That's oh, I didn't know. All in it. Yeah. That was cool. I like that little tidbit because, you know, who knows? If we get enough technology spread around the world, people can, of different countries can go out. Right. But, yeah, I think it's, yeah, again, it makes sense. Like, I, I, that's one of the the main takeaways is that this can happen. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I just saw The Martian last night, and how, and, and it has that kind of too, where it shows that like, um, where you can, or the the USA's space, or I guess it was NASA, they blew up their rocket that they're going to send to go save Matt Damon mm-hmm. off of Mars, and then it blows up, and then China's like, hey. We just saw that everything blew up. We're going to use our resources. So there's already that multi-Earth cultural kind of alliance oh, for the greater good. That's why I didn't get about this movie because it was it it was like space force basically. Yeah, it, wasn't, it was. It wasn't NASA. It was like some military, you know, uh, branch of the government. Right. But it, it wasn't called space force. It was called something else. But yeah. it basically was space force because right. they're all like militarized and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, the cool. pirates and stuff. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was cool. We good? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up for this week. Um, within the next two weeks, we're going to uh, record and release a podcast for Joker and Rambo. So look out for those. As always, come back or we've heard good things about Joker. We have. Yeah. We've had. And I've heard amazing things about Rambo. So I really? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I have. We've. I've had a lot of people saying that we should review. Joker, which we are. So yeah. Might have a special guest on, a friend of mine who's a DC fan. So that Sounds should be like fun. We are going to have a special guest. <laughs> yeah. Everything falls through. So. All right. So follow us on our, at least the best way to, to contact us or whatever. Bold and beautiful um, movie talks. On Instagram. Yeah. Thank you again, Anchor, for hosting our website or our podcast and making it very easy to build an episode and release it and put it across all the platforms. Um, all right, Andrew, you can say bye. Ta-ta for now. Do you want to say it?
Hmm? Do you want to say ta-ta for now? Ta-ta for now. He did this time. What time are you going to do it? I think he said bye. All right. Ta-ta for now.